Welcome back to Crazy Fucking Mommy, episode 113. I'm your host, Elise DeLucci. We are here in Manhattan in my apartment on the Upper East Side. How are you doing? How was Labor Day weekend? I am actually laboring on Labor Day. Thank you. It's nighttime. It's Labor Day weekend. It's a, it, it is actually Monday, September 5th, and um, everybody's asleep, and I am recording this. And if you're watching it on YouTube, uh, you could see, obviously, I have my kimono on but also for whatever reason because i'm recording at night and not in like the crack of dawn in the morning the lighting is all uh you know for cocktail but so anyway moving right along okay uh excuse me fact of the day i have to say this to you fact of the day um female lions do 85 to 90 percent of the hunting okay so what what exactly do the male lions do again can somebody please tell me that so wait the female lions they're hunting and they're gathering and the men, what are they? What are they just laying around, laying around in the lion's lair in the den, just just roaring it up? Is that what they're doing? The, the big, the big scary roars while the females are just go, going out, working, bringing home the bacon. Give me a break. And on the female lion note, bringing home 85 to 90% of all the hunts. Okay. I, Britney Spears, if you are not watching her Instagram, you have to, because that is a show within itself. You want to see Britney Spears in com- a concert, fuck her concert, watch her Instagram. It's free. Okay. And she's making a lunatic of herself. And I mentioned it in the past. You know, she's going on Instagram and she's just, you know, obviously post conservatorship and she's, she's, parading around naked boobies out, rolling around in the sand, dirty chicken cutlet in a thong bikini with her brand new husband, Sam Ashgari. He's 28, she's 40. Hmm, that's a little suspicious. And this is coming from me that has a boyfriend that's in his late 50s. Thank you. Okay. Um, I don't know why. I just think like 28-year-old guy, like not matured yet, fully matured yet at all. And he's with 40-year-old woman. I mean, they probably have great sex because of the age difference. You know, her, her, she's at her sexual peak at 40. He, he's he's still it. He's still trying to slam bam it multiple times a day. You know what I mean? Great for Brittany. I don't know. It just seems like a little strange. But anyway, I was on Instagram the other day and she posted and she posted this giant post. Like, and I couldn't help to read it, to catch my eye, I caught my eye because I felt like, oh my God, here comes the drama. Ran, got a seltzer, made some kettle corn, and then started scrolling slowly through reading every word, you know, then reading the sentence again. Because I was like, oh my God, I can't believe she's saying this. And it wasn't actually anything so terrible. She was just telling, she was just professing, you know, in words, her love for her boys. And she was saying her love has no boundaries for her children. And she was saying, I hope one day you'll understand why mommy is on Instagram and, you know, dancing around and is naked and being free. And she was saying that it was because of that conservatorship that she had. Um, and it kept her in chains and it had her hooked up to medicine and and it it, it just ruled her life. Part of um, Part of the way she's kind of like being free now is by showing her naked body around. I mean, I don't know. This is what she's saying. Okay. I'm not saying I agree with this. Like as for all of us content creators out there, me included. Okay. I have looked at things that I have done a year ago, two years ago. And I was like, oh my God, can I delete that? Not probably my finest piece of content, but I'm like, but it went viral. (laughs) But you know, it's like, obviously be careful of what you post. And is Brittany thinking about her 
uh, children while she's running around the beaches naked. Who knows? But she wrote this whole giant letter, right? And I didn't know why she posted it. So of course, I got my sleuth on. And then I saw her ex-husband, Kevin Fetaline, okay? 44-year-old guy, hasn't had a job in 15 years. <coughs> Male lion just sitting in his lair, roaring. And who is he roaring to? The media. He wanted to talk to the media in light of her wedding. Okay, uh, like, did anybody ask him? I mean, I'm sure they did. But like, does he really, you know, it sounds it sounds like probably TMZ knocked on his door, right? And And offered to pay him to talk and, you know, so gross that he probably took the money and he's talked. And basically he's, uh, he, he, he said, he said to the media that he is compelled to apologize to their sons, his and Brittany's sons for anything that she's doing right now on social media. She's, he, he feels he has to apologize uh, on her behalf to them. <laughs> How ridiculous is that? Psycho. And, and then, he said to the media, he said, you know, and I tell our sons, well, listen, maybe this is mommy's way of expressing herself after the conservatorship, after she got married, you know, why she's running around naked, whatever. I think that that part is pretty noble. And, uh, and he said, and then the other thing that he says, I think made sense is he said, um, you know, imagine if you were our, one of our sons, they're, they're 14 and 15 and you're in school. And you and everybody's talking about how your mother's going around like, you know, shaking her ass on Instagram. Yeah, like I'm sure that is embarrassing, right? But he, how about, how about, why are you feeding the media? How about that? If you're so concerned with your kid's privacy, Kevin Fetaline, okay, if, if you know that your wife, your ex-wife might be having a nervous breakdown uh, again, or if you know that she's doing some kind of avant-garde version of expression by, by, by you know, turning her uh, Instagram account into a video form of hustler. Why do you need to feed into that and go talk to the media? Who cares about you? Who cares about you? And then, and you know, so, so I'm reading this and I'm like, okay, so why is he talking weird? But then as I'm, then I'm going on, I'm going on the article. And then I see he has the boys. He has the kids talk also to the media, which I think is completely inappropriate. The, uh, the what is it? The, 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 which one is it? I have it right here. Oh, Jaden, 15 years old, Jaden James, he, he says, he tells the media on why he didn't attend his mom's wedding. He says, oh, well, you know, we just felt like at the time it wasn't a good time to go. I'm not saying I'm not happy for my mom. I am happy for her, but we didn't attend the wedding. It's like, this is family drama. Britney Spears is a mother, okay? And she's a divorced mother and she has two boys, okay? She has two teenage boys and her ex-husband wasn't at her wedding. Her sons weren't at her wedding. Her parents weren't at her wedding. None of her siblings were at her wedding to her boyfriend of a few years. Whether that's right, whether that's wrong, it's her business. It's private. And, and, and why are, and yes, of course, she's a giant pop star. Of course, it's going to be in the media. Of course, of course, everybody's, got, you know, it's going to be a, a scandalous. Oh, she, she, she got married. And who was at the wedding? Madonna. That was who was at the wedding? Madonna, right? Was, that, was Christina Aguilera? Was she there too? All these, all these non important people in her life, but everybody that her, that her family, her kid, they weren't there. It's scandalous, right? And it's fine. But then this ex-husband has to go talk. And then what a douche. He goes and gets the sons to go talk to the media too. It's like, honestly, please, how much do they pay you? What are you so desperate? And by the way, it's like, but this is why I'm talking about. This is why I'm thinking about Britney Spears and the female line. Because Britney Spears 
she had four tours, four tours, right? Uh, in the last decade and a half, she was a judge. I think it was on X Factor, right? She makes God knows how much money from ad campaigns and social media and royalties and whatever else. Okay. And, and these people are just, she's supporting everybody. She's the female lion doing that 85 to 90% hunting and gathering. She's doing more than that. Okay. And she's supporting Kevin Federline, who hasn't had a drug for the 15 years. Her sons, of course. She was supporting her father and her mother and her sister. God knows who else. Sam Ashcroft. Honestly, honestly, I don't feel bad for anybody. You know, we all dealt with whatever hand. It's up to us to whatever. My That's ground in my mind. My grandma saying, don't feel bad for anybody. I don't feel bad for anybody. But I, I do think that this poor girl is getting such a shitty end of the stick. She was... She she wanted to be a little stalwart when she was younger. Her parents cash cowed her all the way to Hollywood, right? God knows what their sacrifices they had to make to make their baby girl's dreams come true. But I'm sure if baby girl had an adult brain and knew that she was going to be in for a lifetime of confusion and 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 mooching, okay, and mental health and and, and breakdowns, I'm sure she probably would have not wanted to be a little stalwart, right? She had just had this little girl dream. Her parents cash cowed it, okay? She became who she became, big pop star, mega pop star, okay? That, that's so much pressure for one person to handle, okay? And then she gets married and she has kids and she's having breakdowns and they're in public. And then she's slapped with this insane conservatorship on her, right? And it stays for way too long. And then her scumbag ex-husband, her scumbag has those kids talking to the, it's like, please, you know, every, you know what everybody should do? Everybody should just leave her the hell alone, let her dance and sing and do whatever the hell she wants to do on Instagram. Eventually it'll stop and just everybody go about their business. That, that sounds like a much better idea. No, no. And, and the boys, the boys are in the media. They're saying, oh, we do think the conservatorship went on too long. Um, but the, the, the grandkids, the, the, these boys, so Jaden and Preston, uh, they're saying about their grandfathers. Now, Britney Spears' fathers, Jamie, they're saying, well, at first he was trying to be like any father, you know, and, and, and he was letting his daughter pursue her dream as a superstar. But then this conservatorship went on way too long, you know, and it's probably why my mom was very angry about the whole situation because she was working too long and she was supporting everybody and she probably should have taken a break and relaxed. I literally read that just like verbatim, by the way, from this interview. And it's like, this is a 15 or 16 year old, 14, whatever year old boy saying this about his mom to the, the the international global media like they don't it's it's like he's a little kid he doesn't even have his whole mind developed and he's on this global platform talking about his own mom i mean the, it's fucked up on so many levels it's like this britney spears 40 year old woman overworked used abused just probably trying to do the best job that she can do given the tools that she has right and the life that she has has created and you know what if these people even gave a fuck about her okay if they gave a shit about her when they saw that she was having her hard times if she was saying she was burnt out or she was exhausted these people they would have encouraged her like her young son is saying to take a break 
and relax. Do you really think she was probably like, do you think Britney Spears was probably like having two kids and was like, no, I keep out. I have to go. I have to go. I have to go. No, they, they, it was probably the freaking her father and her mother. Anyway, it just makes me so bad. You know, and then the kids, they, by the way, the kids, they go on in the interview. They then start talking about the grandfather. Oh, my grandfather, he's not a bad person. He didn't really mean to keep this conservatorship on. You know, he 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 really wants the best for his daughter, but he probably just forgot about it. It's like this little boy, like you don't even, well, stop, stop. This is like, he is going to be confused as an adult, you know? Honestly, everybody should just tr be trying to keep those kids' lives as normal as possible, in my humble opinion. And by the way, by the way, Kevin Federline's wife, let's talk about this for a second. His wife uh, apparently was like competing like for like a, at the Olympic level in volleyball. He has a new wife. Well, new, like nine years new, you know, wife after Brittany. She was like a, a, like a mega athlete, like competing at the Olympic level for volleyball and and this woman, she's a special ed teacher. She sounds like she's a nice girl, right? Kevin Federline's wife. Why did she marry him? I mean, like, does that, does that not seem like a weird match to you? Like, hi, I play volleyball. I was competing at the Olympic level and I'm a special ed teacher. And you know what? I'm going to go get married, run around, run off with the guy that has another job for God knows how long. Like, maybe she liked being like, I don't know, like the side dish to fame. Mm. I, 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 the whole thing's weird. The whole thing's weird. You know what else is weird? Lantern bugs. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. Please. I, I, if you are in the tri-state area and I know a lot of you are, please tell me that you know about lantern bugs. I know you do. Mm. These are these killer bugs. By the way, I'm drinking a new flavor of seltzer. I got a target. Polar watermelon lemonade. At first I was like, mm, I don't really like a watermelon sparkling drink, you know, but it's growing on me. And I have like 12 of them, so I kind of have no choice. And my kids won't, don't drink them. Of course, they like the flavors that I like. So they drank all my, my mommy's favorite flavors. Now I'm, I'm stuck. <laughs> this is, I'm stuck with the other thing. Welcome to motherhood. Anyway, I think I noticed my first lantern bug like a few months ago. And uh, I was out and I saw this thing that looked like a giant ladybug. And I was like, oh my God, ew. You know, and my boyfriend was like, no, it's a ladybug, leave it. Like, and I was like, it's like a ladybug on steroids. And, you know, I didn't think, think any, I didn't think anything of it. And then, um, I think I was around my family or something and someone was talking about lantern bugs. And I was like, wait a second, these are the giant flying ladybugs? And then my sisters were like, yeah, and they're pests and they're dangerous and all this stuff. So of course, I'm like, is this a new bug? Like, where did these bugs come from, right? Okay. First of all, I got some facts for you people, okay? Lantern bugs are dangerous because they are a threat to vineyards. Like they eat all the crops, okay? And, and they feed on sap of over like 70 plants, including grapevines, hence the serious threat to vineyards. But basically what lantern bugs do is that they feed on plants and then they extract this like honeydew. Like, they, they, like they, they're like, they're like number two. It's like a honeydew, gross. And it's sticky and it's gross and it attracts molds and it could get slippery. So for example, if you have a lantern bug infestation in your house and all of a sudden their number two is this slippery goo that's going all over your floor, you could literally slip and fall and have like a safety issue. Okay? 
But apparently, lantern bugs, they're not dangerous to people. They're not dangerous to pets. They are dangerous to the crops, right? And uh, they were discovered in Pennsylvania, like, I don't know, I think in 2014. And if they did damage to Pennsylvania, this is crazy, $324 million a year. $324 million a year is the number that was calculated out if lantern bugs were really to affect all of the crops in Pennsylvania. Lantern bugs came from China, came from China, okay? And um, they came, though, in like the 1700s. For some fucking odd reason, we only only noticing them, I think, in like 2014, right? Where we, they became a pest, I think, then. But here's the deal. If you have lantern bugs, if you're seeing these lantern bugs and you want to know how to kill them, if you get a dish soap like Dawn and a water bottle and you mix a little solution together, you get like a spray bottle going um, and you, you could spray them or spray the area. And apparently that works. I also read that you could do the dish soap, water, and a tablespoon of vegetable oil that also will get them to go away. So basically, I, I mean, uh, you know, I'm in Manhattan. Knock on wood. I mean, you never fucking know, okay, with this goddamn city. But I don't have the bugs in my house, okay? But I did hear on Staten Island, there were some lantern bug infestations, which is horrifying, which is horrifying. But they are all over New Jersey. Um, when I was at my sister's house recently, she, I think we saw like a few outside, just gross. And you know why I'm saying, who knows what this godforsaken city? Because, um, oh my God, on the Upper East Side, I don't know if you read this, in Manhattan, Upper East Side, two girls, broad daylight, they are walking uh, near the Guggenheim Museum. So that's like Fifth Avenue and like 89th Street-ish. And uh, these motorcades, there's these kids like on motorbikes and like trikes, right? And they ride in like packs down the block. It's like really so fucking frightening. I talked about this, I think, before. Anyway, these uh, motorbikes, they jumped on the sidewalk, okay? And they ripped one of the girl's chains off her neck. And look, I don't know, these girls were badass bitches because instead of just running away, I would have been like, take my fucking chain. I am out. Like, mama's out. They, they, they fought back. The one girl's like holding back on her necklace like to, and the, uh, the other friend is like fighting the guy. It was ridiculous, okay? That happened in this godforsaken crazy city right now. And then, and then also around 89th Street on First Avenue, another thing that I just heard about, which is horrifying, unrelated to the motorcades, some man came up to a woman in broad daylight, came up to her from behind, pulled down the front of her shirt, like her tank top, and, and, and started sucking on her left nipple. I don't even know how that's possible. Do you know how terrifying that is? How fucking, can you imagine walking down the street and all of a sudden from behind, somebody pulls your shirt down and then starts putting their mouth on your boot. Like that, the sequence of events, the, the, the fastness of that whole scenario Girl refused medical attention, okay? Guy ran off. I don't know if they caught the guy. This is what we're living in, people. This is what we are fucking living. This is what the city is like right now. Let me tell you something. This weekend, Labor Day weekend, I did a staycation with my girls. We uh, have a little pool membership. We hung out at the pool. 
we had a great time. Um, you know, I took them for ice cream at night. Like we, we did little projects. We made lasagna, fun, fun, whatever. Two nights ago, I wanted to take them for ice cream on the Upper East Side. So I go over to this place. It's on 81st and 2nd. It's called Anita Gelato. Delicious. It's on the corner. It's delicious. However, I should have known better taking the kids at, I don't know, 7.30 at night to this gelato place, which by the way, usually is like time for, that's usually when we're in the house and bedtime's going on and watching movie, you know, milk, cookie, that thing. But special treat, Labor Day weekend, staycation, let's get gelato. Go over to Anita Gelato, line wrapped around the corner. Of course it is. Of course, Labor Day, of course. So then we walk up 2nd Avenue going up north and there's a 16 Handles, which is like a frozen yogurt place or something. And I knew they weren't going to want that. And then further up, a little up on the block, still between this 82nd and 81st, Pinkberry. They never had Pinkberry. I took them there. They loved it. And let me tell you, they didn't like the original flavor, but Pinkberry came out with a flavor that I just tried actually for the first time. Because usually when I go to Pinkberry, I always get original. But Pinkberry has this new flavor chocolate hazelnut. Oh my God. It doesn't even taste like Pinkberry. Like it doesn't have that tart yogurt kind of taste that the Pinkberry original has or like the Pinkberry pomegranate. This is a yolk, uh, sorry, chocolate hazelnut. It's like, a, it's like Nutella light. That's what it tastes like. How delicious does that sound? Like light Nutella ice cream, but it's like kind of yogurt. Like I don't even think it's ice cream and I didn't look up the nutritional facts. Sorry. <laughs> but they had the adorable little small, small baby cups of chocolate hazelnut, you know, the little gummy bears. Anyway, so they wanted to walk with the ice cream. Now it's like, I don't know, 7.45, 8 o'clock at night. They want to walk. They want to walk a couple blocks. I say to them, absolutely not. We're not walking with our ice cream. What are you, crazy girls? So we're sitting inside and eating it. Like, well, we want to sit outside. Well, there was no tables available outside. So we sat inside the store, which is annoying because if you've ever been to that Pinkberry on 81st and 2nd or 82nd and 2nd, what the hell it is. It's, you know, it's small. It's cramped. You hear like a fucking ice cream machine in the back. You know, it's the, the lights are so bright. Like you feel like you're going blind, fluorescent lighting. Really, they should really do something with that. But anyway, I said to the girls, the reason why we can't walk with the ice cream is because mommy has a cup and you both have cups. All it takes is one minute of mommy putting her face down with the spoon and the cup, okay, and for somebody to grab you and my and I because I, I, I have my I I'm not, I'm not on. You know what I'm saying? I'm not on. But one second, split freaking second, right? Or or what if what if I am done and I'm just holding both of their hands or I let go of their hand because the one wants to hold the ice cream cup and the, with the spoon with the other hand, right? And they're trying to feed the, their little selves. I said, it's dog out. I don't trust it. And by the way, all of these crimes that I've been telling you that I mentioned, the nipple sucking, ugh, I can't, the neck, I mean, broad daylight, broad daylight. But this is, you know, at night obviously is even worse. I don't know. Some, sometimes I just don't even know what I'm doing. I mean, I can't, and you know, the worst, I can't say any of this to my mother. I can't tell my mother any of this because then she starts, she gets the violin out. You know, why don't you move to New Jersey? Come move near me. It's like, hello, I work here. Hello, hi, I live here. Like I live here and I work here. I can't, I'm not, I'm not just like moving and I'm divorced. And my ex-husband, he only lives a few blocks away from me. You know, when you're divorced, you, 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 well, you know, normal divorce. Well, I shouldn't say normal, amicable divorced couples like us, 
we we stay we're staying close to each other. It's best for the kids. I'm not just going to uproot and move to New Jersey. And by the way, I'm not going to do that anyway because I don't work there. Like, so I can't even tell my mother. I can't even tell her because I can't. I can't. I can't friggin' deal with when the violin comes out. Okay, Amy Gallon, city so dangerous. And yeah, it is. I'm going goddamn broke here, taking Ubers everywhere. I got kicked out of Lyft. Did I tell you I got kicked out of Lyft? I was taking Lyfts everywhere because Lyft was cheaper than Uber. But I got kicked off the Lyft app because I wasn't wearing a mask, right? Like the one time, like, oh, I'm sorry. The one time I get in your car service and I forgot my mask. I literally, I forgot it upstairs. You know why I forgot it? Because no one's wearing masks really around. Although I should say in grocery stores and a lot of the, you know, the CVSs or whatever, there are a lot. I do notice a lot of people wearing masks. Today, specifically, I noticed I went into a supermarket on the West side called Brooklyn Fair. And I noticed that a lot of people uh, had masks on. I was like, huh, this is strange. But anyway, so one day I get into the lift. I don't have my mask on. They kicked me out of the damn app. I tried to get a car a few days later. They're like, sorry, you're out of the app. Please find another ride sharing service. Now I'm taking Uber, which is more expensive. Anyway, my point is I can't even take the train because the city's so expensive. Okay, please. Did you hear about the lunatic in Detroit? There's a guy in Detroit who owns a Tesla. Good for you. And he, I don't know why, he implanted his Tesla key in his hand. He, he, he went into the media saying he was looking for a more efficient and direct solution <laughs> to open his car door. So he got the chip implanted, his car key implanted into his hand. So now his hand has the power to unlock the door. Good for you. Like, really? Who cares? <laughs> is it that difficult? Was it that difficult for you to go in your pocket and get out the key of the card or whatever the hell it is with Tesla? The, the app, was it that hard for you? I don't even know. I don't have Tesla. Well, you know, I don't have any car because I had the accident. And now I absolutely refuse. I refuse. I am not giving a car dealership, not one red cent of my money until the car prices come down. Because the, the world's gone mad, right? My car garage in the city, they like, they, they raise my price by like, I think like $250 a month since the start of the pandemic. Like, what are they, nuts? I'm not going to get a car right now. First of all, I got my boyfriend. He's like my Uber driver, you know? And it's like, it's like, get a car, pay an exorbitant amount of money for a car I probably am not even going to want. And then, because, uh, like, you know, you can't have your pick of the letter right now. And then gas is, you know, like four, five, six dollars a gallon, depending on where you live. And then pay up the wazoo for a spot. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> my God. Have you seen, by the way, the new Barbie core trend. That's right. If you want to be Barbie, if you loved Barbie growing up, look no further. 2022 baby, Barbie core. That's what they're calling it. Barbie core is basically wearing everything hot pink or all pink. If you Google Anne Hathaway red carpet Barbie core, you will see what I'm talking about. She was on some red carpet. I don't know, some award show a few months ago. I actually loved her outfit. She had like, I think their Prada, the ankle, they were like pink ankle straps, satin, like high, high, crazy platform. They look like Bratz doll shoes. And I think she had like on a pink miniskirt or something like this. All pink. I love 
dressing in monochrome. I love dressing in monochromatic colors. I love like chartreuse green and a green skirt and green tie. I mean, like I'm in and, and tights and a green headband. I'm, I'm ever since I was a little girl, I've always loved this. Like I love, I love like an all purple outfit. Like I, I just love that. And unfortunately though, I don't have a lot of monochrome outfits these days because I'm a size two to 22 at any given moment. So, you know, whatever. But I'm into barbiecore. I am. I'm into barbiecore. I'm into the all hot pink look. Oh, and I love, I, I mean, and, you know, partial to me. Sorry, guys. But, <laughs> and I know Barbie. I know Barbara Doll. Barbara, because that's her real name, right? Barbie Doll. Her real name is Barbara. I know she's blonde and blue eyed, but I am partial to an all pink outfit when you have light skin and very dark hair like I do. <laughs> Because then, of course, you could wear hot pink lipstick and it'll pop. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, basically what I'm trying to tell you is if you see me on social media and I'm dressed in like pink latex pants and pink stilettos and a pink turtleneck, you know I will be doing the Barbie core trend. <laughs> but like the fashion is crazy. Like the Y2K, I thought that was like just kind of like a little sad. You know, I don't know, a year ago. I was doing these Target videos and it was like, I was going to Target, seeing all this like 90s crazy shit and like prairie dresses and no, but, it, and I was, I was like, Y2K fashion, but no, it's really here. Crop tops, crop tops, baby. They're, they're, they're here. They're not baby tees, bell bottoms. Someone was talking about the brand Stussy. Remember Stussy? Remember Paris Blues and Jinko? Like these brands are like popping up. Like I can't, mini skirts, which I'm, I'm partial to because, Mini skirts are part of my signature style. Like I have a signature style. Let me tell you, let me tell you what my signature is. My signature is black leggings, black boots, and like a turtleneck. That's like my signature. That's like my signature winter look. Okay. And like a, maybe like a jacket, like a kimono, like some kind of jackety thing over, right? Unless the turtleneck is like a big cashmere kind of like fluffy thing. Then I just do the turtleneck, the leggings, the boots, right? That's my thing. Um, but when I want to dress up, air quotes, dress up. I like we're on stage. I always wear the same thing. It's my, and I've been wearing this by the way, since I'm in seventh grade, black turtleneck fitted black mini skirt, opaque tights. That's the look sometimes with sneakers, sometimes with high top Nikes, sometimes with like high boots, low boots. That's my look. Mini skirts, fresh to death. No midi skirts here. I look like a house in a midi skirt. I don't do maxi skirts because then I, I don't know. I look like I'm part of the FLDS. No offense. Okay. And like a knee length pencil skirt, I really do like. I love the way a, a pencil skirt looks. I love a knee length skirt. You know, like, but you need a high heel. I don't perform in high heels. Like I perform in flats. Thank you. So that's my signature look. So I'm partial to the mini skirt. But baby tees, shiny outfits, latex, crop tops, flares, like velour track suits, Ooh, chokers, love chokers. All this stuff is back. I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing. You know, it's like I'm, 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 I'm into, I'll do, I'll do, a, I'll do a bell bottom. The difference with doing a bell bottom these days though, and doing a bell bottom like 20 years ago, or of course, if you're older than 40 years ago when they were like first and stuff, is that now, you know, I'm heavier now. So like 20 years ago, I was wearing bell bottoms. It was cute. I was like a little min pin. I just had like my jeans and then the bell bottoms. You know, it's like now it's like, oh, I got hips. Ooh, and bell bottoms. It's like, it's like, it's like too many curves. It's like identity crisis. I haven't done much shopping uh, for myself 
for the fall, you know, like for product of the week, uh, clothes wise. But I did go on the Gap to get the girls some stuff. And I saw the Gap had some grunge, 90s grunge flannels. So I got a couple of flannels. I got a hot pink and cream colored flannel and a hunter green and like white or cream or something. Flannel. Definitely worth looking at. They were on sale. Also, I went to Victoria's Secret website and I kind of banned Victoria's Secret years ago. Short version. I went to the Victoria's I went to the Victoria's Secret fashion show a thousand years ago. Um, I used to work one of the companies I worked for again thousand years ago. I was on the founding team. Uh, the company was called Breaking Media, and one of the websites we had was fashionista.com. And it's like a popular. It's still around. It's like a popular fashion website. Gossipy. It was like groundbreaking when we first were doing it, right? And I was my my role there was I was doing all the uh, sales and marketing for the company, right, for all the sites. Anyway, long story short, I was invited to the Victoria's Secret Fashion Show through that job. I went and they had a cocktail party and there was all the men that uh, like ran the company at Victoria's Secret. They were all like old white fat guys in like, I don't know, Brooks Brothers suits. Like you would never think that these were the people that ran Victoria's Secrets. And they were like, they were like from the Midwest or from the South. Like it was very, it was just like a weird thing. Anyway, they were talking about how they they changed um, the fabrics, the fabrics in uh, like the underwear, like production or whatever. And I don't know if you remember that was like around the time when there I was I I always wear Victoria's Secret underwear, even still to this day. But the fabric, the quality went way down, and they changed it to like cut margins or whatever. So I, I kind of like banned them for a long time, even though I'm still buying the underwear. But they resurfaced in my mind this summer when I saw that they had the high-waisted, high French-cut bikinis. Because I was looking for a French-cut bikini, you know, the high leg, but I needed a high waist to cover the C-section scars and like, you know, just like mom stomach, hello. And they had it. So they kind of back on my radar now. Anyway, so I went for a gander the other day after the gap. And as I'm loading up the website, I'm seeing that they have velour tracksuits back at VS. And they were, hello, Barbie core color, hot pink, but not a wide leg pant, like a tapered pant, you know, which mm, not really like it's a little too MC hammery kind of, but not genie, like not like diaper bot, not like diaper butt, you know, it's just like the bottom is tapered. So I don't know, I might give that a little look-see. So that's my product of the week. Gap flannels definitely I think are going to be worth it. Apparently, according to the reviews, they run big. I ordered a size medium. We'll see. I'll probably return it to get a small because if I could ever eke out a smaller and extra small and anything, I love it. But the medium has its perks because you can like tie it up, you know, 90s style, like make that little knot like near your belly button, you know, with a shirt underneath. Like that's exactly what I should be doing as I'm heading right into middle age, ladies. Anyway. That's what I have for today's episode of Crazy Fucking Mommy. Next week, by the way, I'm going to be talking about back to work stuff because I read some crazy article about Credit Karma and their 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 chief HR person and what they're saying about going back to work. And I'm just like, oh my God, really? Are we still like returned to the office? I mean, are we still talking about this? It's two and a half years of pure, pure anxiety. And then I was talking to another girlfriend. Well, I wasn't, Credit Karma is not a girlfriend. That was an article I read, but I was talking to a girlfriend 
um, at the pool I belong to who works at Google. And she was telling me what they're doing on return to office. So more on that for episode 114, but this is 113. I'm Elise DeLucci. This is Crazy Fucking Mommy. And our quote of the day is by Albert Einstein. Imagination is everything. It's the previews of life's coming attractions. You dream it, you do it, baby. We love all that manifestation stuff here at Elise DeLucci. It's not the Elise DeLucci show anymore. At Crazy Crazy Fucking Mommy. I'm Elise DeLucci. Thank you for listening. Love to love you, baby.